Google and Mozilla patch another Chrome and Firefox zero day. A Chinese APT is targeting the subsidiaries of American and Japanese companies. Cisco patches a zero day. And the new Dark River APT targets the Russian defense sector. This is Risky Business News, prepared by Catalan Campanu and read by me, Caitlin Sorry. Today is September 29th, and this podcast episode is brought to you by Stairwell. Stairwell helps you monitor and analyze every executable file in your organization. Find them at stairwell.com. Google and Mozilla have released security updates to patch yet another in-the-wild zero-day vulnerability impacting Chrome and Firefox multimedia codecs. The first was patched two weeks ago in the library that handles WebP images. The one that was patched this week resides in a library for processing VP8, VP9 and AV1 video files. Google credited one of its own tag researchers for discovering the zero days exploitation. The company says it spotted the attacks on Monday and released a security update two days later on Wednesday. A Chinese APT group named Black Tech is hacking the overseas subsidiaries of US and Japanese companies and then pivoting to their corporate headquarters. The group hacks Cisco routers as the initial entry point into victim networks. It then modifies the Cisco firmware to bypass security features and adds an SSH backdoor to maintain future access before pivoting to the rest of the network. Cisco says Blacktech is using either weak or stolen admin passwords to compromise the routers, and no vulnerabilities are being exploited for initial access. Unrelated to the Black Tech attacks, Cisco has patched a zero-day vulnerability in the Get VPN feature of the company's iOS and iOS XE operating systems. Cisco says the vulnerability was exploited in the wild to take over vulnerable routers and switches. The zero-day was discovered by Cisco's own security team and is one of 14 security updates the company has released this week. The updates also include a patch marked critical for Cisco Catalyst switches that fixes an authentication bypass, a configuration rollback, and other similarly bad bugs. The FBI says threat actors are increasingly deploying two or more ransomware strains to encrypt the same victim. The purpose of the double encryption is to prevent victims from easily decrypting data using flaws in one of the ransomware strains. According to the FBI, threat actors that use this technique rely on ransomware strains such as Avos Locker, Diamond, Hive, Karakurt, Lockbit, Quantum and Royal. Building automation and HVAC systems from Johnson Controls are down after the company suffered a ransomware attack. Johnson Controls says it's working with its insurers to restore systems and customer access to its automation platform. The company is the fourth largest building automation and HVAC company in the world by sales. Security firm Confiant has taken down the infrastructure of a threat actor named Scam Club. The group abuses ad platforms to place malicious ads on reputable websites that redirect users to phishing pages, gift card scams and giveaway scams. Confiant says Scam Club has employed multiple browsers zero days and is believed to have made an estimated $8.5 million from its operations in the first half of the year alone. Confiant says it linked the group's operations to a Hong Kong company named Waytop International Advertising Limited. It had been active since 2018. A new APT group named Dark River is targeting companies in the Russian defence sector. The group is focused on maintaining stealth, is selective with its targets, and launches one-off attacks from clean infrastructure. The group's main tool is Matador, a modular and never-before-seen backdoor. So far, Russian security firm Positive Technologies has linked Dark River to intrusions at four Russian defence companies. 
Russian exploit broker Operation Zero is claiming it will pay up to $20 million for zero-day exploit chains in iPhone and Android devices. Two months ago, the company said it had raised payouts for the same exploit chains from $500,000 to $2.5 million. In an interview with TechCrunch, Operation Zero said the price increase reflects the current state of the zero-day market. It also said it only sells its exploits to non-NATO countries. The UK's privacy watchdog has warned organisations to be more careful when storing the data of victims of domestic abuse. The ICO says that since June 2022, it's fined seven companies that exposed victim case and location information to alleged perpetrators. The ICO says most of the time the breaches take place because of a lack of staff training and lack of proper procedures. A threat actor is contributing malicious code to GitHub projects and disguising their commits as coming from the platform's Dependabot service. Spotted by security firm Checkmarks, the campaign started in July and has impacted hundreds of repositories. When project owners approve the commits, the malicious code collects the project's secrets and inserts an info stealer into the source code. A security researcher with Red Hat's Czech division has discovered a new variation of the Blash and Basher 1998 timing attack that can be used to decrypt RSA communications. Named Marvin, the attack works against many modern implementations of the RSA algorithm. Affected projects include OpenSSL, New TLS, M2 Crypto, and the Mozilla NSS. This is the second time that researchers have found that the old Blash and Basher attack was not patched properly. A similar attack named Robot was discovered in 2018. A team of academics has discovered a new side-channel attack that can expose visual data that's being processed inside modern GPUs. Named GPU.zip, the attack targets graphical data compression operations that take place inside graphic cards. The attack has been tested in practice to leak pixels from other websites a Chrome user might have loaded in the browser when visiting a malicious page. GPUs from AMD, Apple, ARM, Intel and Qualcomm are vulnerable. Despite disclosing their attack to GPU makers in March this year, vendors have not released any patches. And closing today's show, we have news of ongoing exploitation campaigns targeting vulnerabilities in Apache NiFi servers and the JBoss Rich Faces framework. Both campaigns are targeting older bugs and using publicly posted proof-of-concept tools and code. The JBoss vulnerability has been added to CIS's KEV database. That's all for this podcast edition. Today's show was brought to you by our sponsor, Stairwell. Find them at stairwell.com. <laughs>